0: (laughs) 88.1 Eugene
1: (laughs) Hello, you're listening to KWVA Storytime on 88.1 FM. I'm Tess. I'm Ben. I'm Amy.
2: I'm Ryan. And I'm David.
1: Every Thursday, we take you on a half-hour ride from 7.30 to 8 with a collection of stories, interviews, discussion, and everything in between. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. This is your host, Tess Novotny. We have an eclectic mix of stories to share with you this evening. First, we'll hear a quick science minute from Amy Brenneman and David Hugel. Next, David has a new ASMR segment to share, and Sophia Bermudez-Aradia has a story about resident assistant confessions from the dorms. David has a fresh installment of David After Dark, and Ryan Nguyen will close our episode with a story about a student who created an online mental health forum. Hello, David. Hello, Amy. David, do you consider yourself a walker?
2: I've been known to walk.
1: Did you know that the average person walks an equivalent of five times around the earth in their lifetime? Really? Yeah.
2: So how much, you know, uh, distance is that exactly?
1: Well, the average person with the average stride and living to be about 80 years old, that's around 110,000 miles. Wow. Yeah.
2: Science Minute.
0: start writing this letter, but before we do that, uh, I think we should take a little break, um, and I'm gonna enjoy this, um, energy drink that I have here. Oh, this looks very refreshing. Oh, you can taste the vitamins. Alright, so, we're gonna begin to write this letter and make sure my pencil's nice and sharp. like we're getting a caller hello caller you're on the air thank you caller i really appreciate it all right so that's all the time we have today Letter, you've been listening to that ASMR session on KWVA 88.1 ASMR edition.
3: Hey, my name is Sophia, and this is story time. So, today I will be talking about a segment called RA Confessions or RA stories, because honestly, not all of them are confessions. But just to give an insight on the RA world and the experience, um, and to help me do that today, I have a special guest star. Guest star, would you like to introduce yourself?
4: Hi, my name is Edwin Trujillo. I'll be your special guest star today. Shout out to RAs, shout out to residents. I've been one of those, not the other. So
5: (laughs) let's get to it.
3: Diving in... I once walked out of my room like a week after being hired as an RA and saw a resident with a full-on bong about to essentially go wash it in the bathroom. And he didn't recognize me yet. So he raised the bong as like a way to say hello, realized I had just stepped out of the RA room and very quickly hid it behind his arm and slowly walked backwards into the (laughs) stairway.
4: That's good. I once walked into the bathroom and saw a resident cleaning their six dildos. Wow. (laughs) Shout out to cleanliness.
3: Shout out to dildos. Dildos are pretty expensive, so I'm really impressed that an 18, 19-year-old would have six. All right, this one has a name, and I'm not going to reveal the name because then I would reveal the story. But I one time got woken up by someone knocking on my door, and it turned out to be a resident who said someone put shit on the wall of the bathroom. Confused, I opened the door and found that someone did in fact put shit on the wall, except the shit spelled out the letters N- Uh Oh, this piece is entitled, No Shit.
4: Nice. This one also has a title, How I Got My Fidget Spinner. I once got a call for a lockout in the middle of the night, and when I went to them, they actually had no idea where they lived. And we had to go through the building, looking for their name on the door. Once we found it, the person turned to me and gave their fidget spinner and said, For My Gratitude.
3: Wow. Nice. Nice. This one says, I make beer in my room.
4: (laughs) Maybe that's more of the RA confession.
3: Yeah, definitely. I've heard the beer is good through the grapevine. So I think we'll have to go check it out. (laughs)
4: So, One time I got a call in the morning and someone said that all the lounge furniture was gone. When I went to look for it, someone had taken all the lounge furniture and stacked it in a pile in the middle of Carson.
3: One night, I smelled weed outside of a resident's dorm, and the protocol is to call the police before we knock. So while we waited for the police to come, we heard whoever was inside having a conversation. Then we heard one of them say, well, this is awkward. Do you just want to have sex now? (laughs) And when the police came, we did awkwardly find them having sex. Wow. That's unfortunate.
4: One night when I was on call, I got a lockout call. It was weird because the person's roommate was inside but would not answer. So when I opened the door, the person who was locked out pushed it wide open and all of a sudden I saw multiple white pale butt cheeks in my face. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, yeah.
3: (laughs) I wonder how many butt cheeks.
4: Yeah, it sounds like an orgy. They said many,
3: multiple. They might
4: have not even been having sex. It might have just been pale butt cheeks in their face.
3: Yeah. Who knows? We'll never know, I guess.
0: Well.
3: One night during rounds, I went and found two people having sex in the shower. It was really awkward. <laughs> classic. 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 Um, I feel like our showers would be honestly really gross to have sex in, but... yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if you've had sex in the shower, please...
4: Let us know how it was.
3: Yeah, let us know. Contact KWVA. Um, and email me. <laughs> I'd be really interested.
4: <laughs> one night during rounds, I went and found two roommates having sex in the shower. Later on that year, they became a couple. So, There you go. Shout out to shower sex.
3: So your roommate and can roommates. become <laughs> your roommate for life.
4: Right. I hear that's what they say.
3: <laughs> and this is the final one. Okay, my residents did this thing where they would move the table out of the lounge and into their rooms for beer pong. Then they would tape a note on the ground saying, we'll return in the morning.
4: That's very nice of them.
3: Very classic. Um, I also heard of rumors that like people use um, like their bed as the beer pong table.
4: Yeah, I've heard I have a few friends who did that. <laughs>
3: Of course. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Is this what you do for fun on the
1: weekend? <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, is this what you guys do on your, what day is it? Friday nights? Like, do you actually do this?
2: Hello, and welcome to David After Dark. Every weekend, you'll find me on the streets of Eugene asking anybody I can about a particular topic. This week, I asked people, "What is the coolest thing you've ever done, and the least cool thing you've ever done?" So let's just jump right in. What is the coolest thing you've ever done? Uh, I think the coolest thing I've ever done was I helped run a thirteen thousand dollar charity, Damn. uh, based solely on video games. Wow. Yeah, we had a we had a stream, and it was a. Uh, it was a stream dedicated to one of my friends who took his own life. Um, he was also like a teammate, because I play the game competitively. Okay, what game? Uh, Team Fortress 2. But, no, yeah, it was really awesome, and uh, all proceeds went to the Suicide Pre- uh, Prevention Foundation. So, awesome. Yeah. What is the least cool thing you've oh. ever done? Oh my goodness, there have been a uh, Gosh, really uh, the least cool thing I've ever done was not call my parents back. There we go, I'll go with that one. That's not cool, you should always call your parents back. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. What is the coolest thing you've ever done? The coolest thing ever done, my dude? Yes. You wanna know what I think? Yes. I think it's I think it's meeting you right now. Oh. Oh. What's the least cool thing you've ever done? Meeting you. Oh man. (laughs) Oh man. What's the coolest thing you've ever done?
6: So one time, while I was visiting China, uh, we we were supposed to uh, teach English to all these students that were like low-income families, and as we were on our way over there, they made it illegal to teach English to Chinese students. So we were like, of course, I feel like they're targeting us, like, what do we do now? So we decided to go... Authority. We decided to visit North Korea because we were like, he might, he might, he (laughs) might. That's the most logical thing at that point. We were like, oh, there's some nuke threats going on, like, let's go see what's going on in North Korea. So we took this bus up into the mountains because there's a point in China where you can look over all of North Korea because there's just a river that separates the two, and... We were looking over because we're on top of this mountain and all of a sudden a bunch of North Korean like police like start banging on the bus they're like, ah, oh, you gotta get the <laughs> out of here. Like they start yelling at our bus driver in Korean about how he needs to leave, and we all have to get out of here. We're gonna get arrested in like five seconds. Yeah, yeah. And a bunch of like of the undercover police come out and start banging oh, on the windows and stuff. What? And our bus driver's like, yo, we gotta get all these people out did of here. Just step on the pedal. The <laughs> he's like, we out, no, we out, yeah. <laughs> it's it it one of the scariest things he I've he ever drive had away? happen. Yeah, we literally no, booked literally, it. Turned around horrible, and right? booked it out of there. No, that yeah. I was so not, cool. I was not about that to be so a North cool. Korean prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> not about to be. It's like I got my whole life out of me right now. What's going on?
2: All right, what's the least cool thing you've ever done? In contrast. <laughs> well, I
1: stream
6: Fortnite, so. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> what, what's the coolest thing you've ever done?
3: foster seven kittens that's cool guys i swear it's really cool you should do it everybody foster kittens
2: what's the least cool thing you've ever done
3: the least cool thing i've ever done is exist
2: absolutely incredible stuff right there that's all i have for you tonight drive safe and sco ducks
6: Women now make up 37% of the workforce,
4: changing their role forever. Harvard Medical School has now opened its doors to new female applicants.
0: The first woman is now in space. The majority of last year's
1: doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Let's talk about scams. You'd be surprised how easily you could be the
0: victim of one. A moment of carelessness with a bank account number or your social security number or a PIN and that information can be used to separate you and your money. So be careful. Don't give your credit or debit card info to just any internet site. Do shred documents and have personal information like receipts, bank statements, and credit card bills. Don't wire money to people you aren't familiar with. Do just think it through. A message from the Lane County Sheriff's Office and Eugene area radio stations.
5: Ears. This is Storytime on KWVA Eugene 88.1 FM. I'm Ryan Wynn, and I'm here with Ram Sharma, a UO student who created an online mental health forum for other UO students who suffer from depression and anxiety or other mental health-related issues. Ram, could you introduce
7: yourself? Yeah, my name's Ram Sharma, and my pronouns are he, him, and his, and I'm a sophomore, and I'm
5: studying political science. This is my yeah, second year at University of Oregon, and yeah so you've started this online mental health forum for students at the ufo could you tell us a little bit more about that yeah so um it's called the commitment compassion camaraderie
7: student forum so basically what kind of inspired me to create this with um, other uo students was um i was actually at my own therapy session one day um talking to my therapist and she was talking about a a national thread called Suicide Watch on Reddit, which is where, you know, everyone from the nation goes on there and they talk about their suicidal ideations or anything like that. And then everyone in return, you know, offers the support and be like, Hey, here are crisis hotlines you can contact. We don't want you to harm yourself or anything like that or harm others. And so once she told me that idea, it kind of just sparked in my head, like, you know, maybe something like this could be used on campus, not specifically for like suicide, but just for mental health in general, and so yeah, just right out of that therapy sessions, I got to work on it. That was basically the inspiration.
5: And about when was that?
7: Uh, it was uh, winter term. It was I think middle, middle, middle to end of winter term. Was yeah, when, yeah.
5: So recently, yeah. Yeah. And you've been pretty outspoken about this sort of stuff before, right? Just like mental health in general.
7: Um, it's really important to me like you know I'm I think it's really important to to be open about it if if you know if one is comfortable um, and I'm certainly comfortable being open about my mental health you know as a man I'm okay with being vulnerable and things like that and so I, I just want to be a voice for mental health on campus and just in general in the future um, with anything with what I want to do and things like that so yeah definitely
5: and I read that part of the inspiration for this was the long wait time for students who were seeking help at the UO Counseling Center. And that's according to an article in the Daily Emerald by reporter Casey Crowley. Yeah, um, so what's great is that students are
7: using resources they are going to the counseling center and the counseling center here there's a bunch of great resources uh, group therapy individual therapy so it's great that students are going there but it is a large amount of students it's not just here on campus it's also a uh, nationwide so as a result there are students who may not be getting services because um, the whole point about therapy and things like that is that um, people who have higher like you know crisis and things like that, they get the immediate te- att- uh, attention. And so just because you're not in the crisis, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's like easy to wait for for you know help or for therapy or things like that. And so I see the forum, the online forum as kind of like a buffer to help those students who, who maybe you know are, it's taking a little bit longer for them to seek help through the counseling center because they are not at the immediate crisis you know on top of the list in terms of that. And just in general, um, it's a big leap to go to the counseling center for therapy. I know for from, from myself, when I started therapy, senior year of high school, that was a big leap to take. And many students and many people in general, I'm sure don't feel comfortable taking that leap. So yeah, so that, that's really what the forum is, th- its whole purpose is.
5: And we were speaking back to where we were speaking. We were talking about how your sort of own experiences helped to inspire this. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you could just describe some of the features that are currently on the website for our listeners who are unfamiliar with it, perhaps.
7: Yeah, of course there's the main, the main thing is the forum. So the forum is where, you know, students can go on there. Um, they can talk about, you know, whatever they're dealing with. Um, it could be, Hey, you know, I'm they can type, you know, Hey, I'm stressed about school. What are things that you guys do for self-care um, while balancing all the work and stress of school? And then, you know, if anyone has advice, they comment on that post and be like, Oh, you know, I like to spend 20 minutes a day, you know, reading my favorite book or an hour making sure I go work out for at least an hour a day or something like that. So that's the forum. And then we will also have a happiness blog. And so the happiness blog is it's, blog posts by our student moderators. So there are currently seven student moderators on the website or who will be on patrolling the website for like, you know, trolls and people who are like not being supportive. And these are students, correct? Yeah. So they'll be patrolling the sites to make sure um, you know, no trolls are going on there and harming anyone. Um, and also if, if a student does have a if they do post suicidal incline, uh, ideations or harm to others, our moderators will re- report it to um, like the dean of students office and things like that through the uh, reporting a concern page. And so yeah, so the happiness blog blog post posted by our moderators, and it would be bi-weekly talking about you know what what they do. Like I said, for self care, um, that that's probably like the biggest thing that we want to emphasize is self care, because we're all so busy and we kind of forget to take care of ourselves. So blog posts. Um, we also have like a photo and video gallery. Of just like funny like I don't know photos
5: of like dogs or something just to make people like laugh and so yeah, and student privacy is also protected right so you're not able to sign up on this website with your UO with your UO email address is that correct
7: Yeah, so at first when we were first starting this whole thing we were gonna have it UO or like a U Oregon you had to sign up with U Oregon, um, but that kind of conflicts with FERPA and it kind of just we just realized that is a bit too much information to have. So we, in our terms of use page on the website, we um, say that students must sign up with like, you know, their personal email. And if, and then you have your own username, so you don't have to have your name on there if you don't feel comfortable with that.
5: And all of this is being wrapped up as of late. I remember you saying that this would all be um, nearing completion around late spring term. Is yeah. that correct? How's that going? Yeah.
7: So that timeline has changed a little bit. When I started this whole thing, I went really, really fast with it, and I I would say I overworked myself to quite an extreme, trying to get this done and trying to get it out there as soon as possible to help like other students. And I kind of just realized I can't. I I so I can't like do that. Um, so I took like a few, like a, almost like a month off of not, not working on it. Um, so it has been like delayed a little bit. I wouldn't say it would be out spring term just cause I kind of realized like there are some other kinks that need to be worked out. And so we're going to take our time with it and, you know, hopefully, you know, everything works out. We'll have it ready for the next school year just to make sure it's perfect and, or as perfect as it can be, um, and ready to go.
5: And that's fall ter- fall term of next year, correct? Yeah. So what sort of obstacles have you faced in developing the site? Yeah, um, so m- definitely marketing is probably the biggest, or just
7: getting it out there. It's really hard to, you know, market or advertise to students because every student here is busy. I mean, every student on college campus across the country and across the world, they're we're busy with a bunch of stuff to do. So that, that's that's that been probably the biggest difficulty, and we are such a small team, so we've really had to rely on word of mouth advertising in a sense. Um, and that can be really tough because... Um, that's kind of like what got me exhausted, at least, you know,
5: doing that word of mouth. So, yeah, that's probably the probably one of the biggest obstacles to face. And you're a busy person yourself. You also serve as an elections commissioner on the ASUO elections board. Is that correct? Yeah. So what do you hope to see this become eventually once it's all said and done and fully released? What do you hope to see come out of it?
7: Honestly, whether it helps just one person or thousands of students on campus. If, if people can go on there and, you know, de-stress and um, talk about their feelings in a supportive environment and they can feel better at the end of the day that they got something out there and, you know, they went to a place where they can relate to other people, other students just like them who are dealing with, um, you know, very similar stressors in their lives because we're all students here. If they can feel better, um, just a little bit better each day because of that, be able to vent and just find a place where they can feel supported, that's really all I'm, all I'm looking for whether that's only one person that uses the site on a regular basis or thousands of students. That's really the main purpose of it and that's really what I hope for.
5: Do you feel like the University of Oregon is a supportive place for the, these kinds of talks? Yeah, definitely. Um, just, I mean, talking to students
7: on campus, just talking about this forum. Students, I think they want something like this. They want, because, I mean, to, in my opinion, the, the, the campus is a great place for, um, this campus is a great place for, like, a supportive, inclusive environment. I mean, we have the Counseling Center, which offers a bunch of great resources. You know, we have a, we have a multicultural center to help out, and I'm involved with the Multicultural Center a lot. Um, with msa and things like that we have a lgbtqia student group to support lgbtq students obviously you know there are things around the community that um you know with you know white supremacists and things like that that could harm our environment but strictly on campus i think the campus and like the school in general has done a it's done a good job in trying to facilitate
5: just a supportive environment what do you feel like in this day and age are some of the biggest stressors in students lives you mentioned white supremacy is that one of them um well I mean I'd say um, you know
7: with what's been going on, on this campus um, or, or in the community you know you we've, we've had white supremacists come on and you know vandalize you know signs around the community and I think even on campus earlier in the winter term when in winter term started I believe I know so that can be traumatizing for a lot of students um, minority students in particular but I mean, I'd say just like in terms of be- strictly being a student, I'd say our daily stresses are just like school and like lectures and our future, like there's so much pressure on us from like our parents and just everyone around us to be at a certain level. And we have to, you know, I guess meet those expectations that we kind we forget our self-care and preserving ourselves is what matters most instead of preserving the needs of
5: others. And this is going to be my last question. Mm-hmm. This one's a bit of a tough one, but what's your biggest worry with this with this project? I'd say
7: the biggest worry is if a student would go on the forum and posted uh, suicidal ideations or you know inclinations to harm others. When if we ever come to that and face that as you know as a team, you know it it, it could be traumatizing um, for our moderators and just students in general who see that. And, you know, we want to be there for that person. We want to report that concern as as fast as we can and immediately. But then you kind of go through scenarios in your head as like, you know, leaders of this student group, like, oh, what if this person posts it at like 4 a.m. when maybe moderators, you know, when we're sleeping, you know, and we don't see it and this person carries out whatever they're going to do. How do we deal with that if it ever comes to that? How do we prevent that from happening to make sure that's not a situation that happens? Because, you know, we don't want someone to harm others or harm themselves. Um, So, like, what's the best way to prevent those situations? So that's definitely my biggest worry.
5: Yeah. Do you think you'll face that sort of thing
7: eventually? Personally, I I don't. I don't think we will. Because even if if a student was having uh, suicidal concerns or was, you know, thinking about harming other people, you know, on the page we do have a tab where um it has resources on and off campus um and i just feel like a student um who does have suicidal ideations or um wants to harm others they would i don't think they would go on that forum um and specifically talk about those things i think they'd go on there and just talk about what's stressing them out like oh school's like sorry i'm tapping the desk a lot but just talk about like what they're going through and things like that but not specifically like the suicidal ideations um but you know you never know you can't assume those things, otherwise, the worst could happen.
5: All right. Thanks so much for speaking with us today. Yeah, of course. This is KWVA Eugene 88.1 FM, and this has been Ryan Wynn. Thanks for
1: listening. Thanks for listening to Storytime on KWVA Eugene. We are a group of students and audio producers at the University of Oregon who appreciate storytelling in many forms, from journalistic reporting to man-on-the-street-style interviews and sometimes even fiction. Tune in next Thursday at 7.30 p.m. to hear our latest episode. If you have any questions, concerns, or story ideas, you can email us at news at kwvaradio.org. Thanks to the Eugene band Spiller for providing the music at the beginning and end of our episodes. This song is called Eric Navikos off of their latest release, Ruben Plus Cold Cut. You can find Spiller on Bandcamp.